0: Good morning. Good afternoon. Hello. How are you? Welcome to Astrology with Tess. I am Teresa and for short, this podcast, we call it Astro Tess. So welcome. Hello. If you're a returning uh, listener, thank you so, so much. I appreciate you. If you're new, welcome. I hope you stay and I hope you like what you hear. So how is everybody doing we're almost at the time of the great conjunction that we we're talking about last time if you haven't listened to that podcast after this one you can go ahead listen to it we have until monday uh 21st of december so in on monday we we have the great conjunction it's at the highest point point. and actually if you haven't um seen it you can go over to my social media i have uploaded real footage of the conjunction due to the fact that I went outside and watched it and I recorded actually I did a time lapse for the sunset and I saw the moon coming in the frame and I saw right behind the moon like on the top side of it from my perspective two very very bright stars and I realized that hey, hmm, these are not these are not normal stores; these are Jupiter and Saturn. So it was amazing. I honestly enjoyed it so much. I have the footage on my social media, so you can go check that out. I'm in my highlights, but let's move into the topic for today. Today I have a, a, a kind of interesting topic for me because I'm in a, a history geek, and we're going to talk today about the history of astrology. It's a very long, uh, very old history and um, generally the theories on astrology um, are dated back to 20,000 years ago. So you can understand that we have a lot to talk about and to me personally it is a very very interesting history. So if you want to stick around and find out how we came to have astrology and how astrology became how it is today um, with the houses and degrees please stick around and we'll talk all about it today the first thing um, about astrology that we need to know is that in the very very early years when it started some say 25,000 years ago some say 20 years uh, 20,000 years ago so um, so we can understand that it it's history, it's very, very old. It actually um, started by noticing the moon. So we, we didn't know a lot, or we, we couldn't calculate that well the planets back then. So what they did realize, though, is that the tides and the seasons changed with the position of the moon, and they started noticing that, and they started um, writing it down and keeping the information. Now, the information was not for everybody, and astrology was actually considered um, throughout the years a religion and, uh, like, magic, it depends on who you ask and on what time of history you go into, but at the beginning, astronomy and astrology were the same because it was just the observation of the skies, of the heavens, as they called them, and, um, noticing the positions of the planets. Now, we do know that it started in, astrology started in three different civilizations independently. Um, We know about the Babylonians have their own astrology, Mesopotamians, and the Chinese. They they all had different types of astrology, their own different ways of of calculating the positions of the planets and the stars. And you you have to remember back then the moon and the sun were considered also planets um we we don't call them planets today but back then they were considered planets so having said that people started noticing the moon so they they started actually tracking the seasons and um, the weather with the phases of the moon and uh, what position was the moon and what time so we 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 understand how to work with the time of the seasons and that's when agriculture comes in I I believe that these two actually started working together when they realized what the planets meant they realized that they were able to um to take that ability um of the uh, the understanding actually not the ability they they took the understanding the knowledge of the stars that they had and the knowledge of the seasons and they used it to their own gain they used it to create crops and to be able to co- to to have food so that's the first form of astrology that we know of and um back then as i said they just calculated the um, position of the moon because The actual constellations didn't come in until later. It wasn't until around 3000 BCE that we identified the constellations and named them. And that happened in ancient Mesopotamia. And that was a pretty amazing task because they were able to identify 7 of the planets that we have today. So most of them. Um, and they had sun, Mercury, Venus, Mars, um, Jupiter, and Saturn, did I forget, and the moon, of course, so that makes seven, they they had in their astrology those seven planets, and they were um, able, they had the knowledge of the constellations at the time, so you can see how astrology takes it, its form more than 5,000 years ago. So that was around 3,000 BCE. Now, uh The minutes and seconds we have today are actually based on Babylonian calculations. They divided the skies and they created a system to calculate time. And it's not exactly like what we have today, but the actual math that we have and the the actual math that we used later on was based on Babylonian knowledge. Which is crazy to think about, how old these concepts are. Now, in the 18th century BCE, that's so old. They were using, and that's I, mostly, I think, in Babylonia, they were using the, um, the positions of the planets and the, and the stars um, for omens, and they were able to predict, or they believed they were able to predict the will of the god or of the gods, and um, that knowledge was kept very sacred to them. So, you can understand, not everybody would be able to read the um, will of the gods, so the knowledge was kept between the priests. Um, I th- I believe there was one higher priest that had all the astronomical astrological knowledge, uh, and he passed it on to the ruler at the time. Astrology in the very beginning, and for many many centuries, it was very exclusively for the famous and the elite. Leaders, the leaders. It was not for everybody. It's not something that you and me could go out, get an astrologer, and get our charts read. At the time, that was not common. So, in, around the 18th century, they started using the the stars and the skies as omens to read the will of the gods, which is fascinating to me. And you have, we we realize that um the astrology they used and the reason they used astrology was for mundane reasons for everyday life so the 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 first astrology ever created was what we call today mundane astrology the astrology that has to do with everyday life with work with family um and it's still something we use today. I, I, it's something I'm very interested in uh, as an astrologer, and I really use mundane astrology to figure out um, the best timing for things. So, thank you, Babylonians. You did a great job. So you might be wondering by now when did the modern astrology start to appear so okay we have the planets we have the constellations but that's not astrology that's not it that's not all of it sorry um so modern astrology started to appear at around uh 6 BCE around 6 BCE um the mathematics and the mathematical accuracy became much, much better. So they started dividing the sky into 30 degrees. So by dividing the sky, the Babylonians realized that they could use the zodiac as a celestial clock, which was very, very awesome. And it's about tracking time. Even today, I truly believe that astrology is about tracking time and cycles. So they realize that. Now, if you're anything like me, you might be wondering, Teresa, great, when was the first chart, astrological chart ever created? Now, I do have the answer for that. And the first astrological chart that is known to us that we found uh, engraved on a rock was back in 29 of April 410 BCE and um, it was just a rough uh, position of the planets at the time and some very sh- like strong aspects But other than that, it didn't have a lot of detail into it. Later on, uh, we do see more detail after that. But at the time, we didn't have a lot of detail on that specific chart. But it was astonishing to to see see that engraved. Also, it was uh, engraved on a stone. So they didn't use a cycle for the zodiac. They used a square. And the reason being... Be- it's because they they couldn't really um, form a, a circle very easily, but a square was much easier to, to carve into a stone, which makes sense to me. And a fun fact, Indian astrology still uses uh, square charts to calculate the position of the stars, which is a different, completely different aesthetically than we know it, but very interesting indeed now around the second and third century BCE Egyptian astrology becomes uh, more integrated with the Babylonian astrology uh, and they started dividing the zodiac in 330 decans or 10 degrees of 10 degrees sorry not or of 10 degrees that equals to 360 days so you start seeing the Egyptians bringing in more and more um, the element of what we know of astrology. The, the, div- the divisions, the degrees. Egyptians um, gave a lot to astrology. They had great innovations and great ideas to, to uh, enhance astrology. So, aside from the 360 decans that they they blessed us with, um, the Egyptians added the houses. You know the houses? We used it in every modern astrology ever. Well, yeah, they added those. It's crazy to think that before that, astrology didn't have houses. But it didn't. That's why I told you, like, yeah, they had only the planets and the constellations but other than that they didn't have houses they didn't have to like a really a way to calculate like degrees but here we start seeing that coming in around that time around the second and third um century bce now the language that was used was greek the reason being, it's because Greek was mostly like English at the time. Uh, everybody could speak it. Everybody, if they didn't have another common language, they would um, understand or communicate in Greek. And um, that is the reason why most of the planets are have, or not are, but have uh, a Greek n- a name. And they are named after the 12 gods, uh, the 12 ancient gods, and um, they were later on translated into latin that's why they have some of them have the latin name for the planets like we say in greek hermes but you we would literally say in astrology mercury but that was because um the greek translations came into arabic translations and then into latin we would see that we will talk about that later uh, arabs did Such great accomplishments with uh, preserving the knowledge—not just astrology, but uh, we will talk about we will talk about it later. But um, I just wanted to just let you know why. What is the reason that the planets are named named after gods? And you can see that the later planets that we that we actually uh, discovered the one is named Uranus, it's a Titan, it's not a god, and the other one is named uh, Neptune, and the other one is named Pluto, so we continued that. Anyway, anyway, moving on. Now, the Greeks added the idea of free will. Now, we had to add something you guys. Okay, Egyptians added a lot of stuff in astrology, Babylonians, Mesopotamians, and Chinese created it, so we had to add something, and that something was that We didn't believe that the stars um, directed our destiny. We kind of believed that the stars were there to advise us and to actually show us the timing of everything, but the Greeks believed in free will, and they believed that the stars couldn't take their free will away from them. They they did believe in destiny, and they did believe that if something was meant to happen to you, it would happen no matter what, um, if the gods wanted to. But that's also a thing, like, it kind of went against the idea that the gods have power over humanity and not the stars. So they added the idea of free will, that we have free will, and we can get away from the destiny of the stars. So the Greeks used it more about timing, divine timing. So uh, even at first century, like CE, we are talking about uh, a new era of astrology. So they had ancient wisdom, as they call it, or ancient knowledge of astrology, the old ways, and they had the new era. And around the first century, we had the new era. If you think about that, the Indian astrology is around uh, from 1000 BCE, and it's mostly the same, except from when the, Alexander the Great had, you know, his empire, he created his empire, he influenced a lot of um, Indian astrology with Greek ideas. So even though Indian astrology right now is one of the oldest forms of astrology that we have. It was influenced um, at some point a little bit by the Greek astrology or the the Western astrology let's call it at the time because we it wasn't just the Greeks it was the Western astrology that we used. Now the first astrology book that was written, because we talked about uh, the Alexander the Great and his empire, you all remember the Pto- Ptolemies, right? The dynasty? Perfect. The first book that ever, was ever written about astrology was from Claudius Ptolemy um, around the 2nd century C.E., if I'm not mistaken. And uh, basically he called this book Tetra vivlos. Um in English it means four books. Tetra comes for the word Tesra, which is four in Greek and um, *vivlos* means book. So he named his book the, f- the four books because they were literally four books into one. And that book turned out to be one of the most influential books in history because it was one of the first books that later on in the medieval times, they they translated it and they, they read it and they started understanding astrology again. So he did an amazing feat by capturing that knowledge and keeping it and preserving it. And he was actually the first person who placed the earth in the middle of the chart. So he said that, um, that was the belief in general, but um, he placed the earth in the middle of the universe, in the middle of the chart, and all the planets were moving around them, around the earth. And in an astrological sense, it makes sense. In an astrological way of seeing it, it makes sense. But in an astronomical one, it doesn't. Because we know that that's not true. Well, let me explain a little bit why I believe it makes sense in astrology. Because we're looking exactly at the time, place, and time you were born. So we are creating a chart for you. Where are you at that time? On planet Earth. So the center of this chart would be be planet earth if you were at mars at the time of your birth i would use mars as the center planet so you can understand how in astrology it makes sense but in astronomy it doesn't and that's absolutely okay astrology and astronomy are not the same thing anymore but back then they w- they were and they truly believed that earth was the center of the universe but still didn't believe that earth was flat flat earthers i'm talking to you <laughs> or square i don't know like i was saying that they made square charts and i started to believe that that's how they they started thinking that oh the earth is square and there's gonna you know there's an end of the world at some point i don't know crazy ramblings but moving on um in the first century astrology was considered a religion again so you understand now why Ptolemy wrote this book. Astrology was at its highest point. He wanted to preserve all all that knowledge because it was something very sacred to them. It was it was kind of a religious um, a religious a religion to them. I believe though that was the last time astrology was considered a religion because after that Christianity came in, and most of you understand that Christianity doesn't go well um and a lot of thoughts with astrology at the beginning though at the very beginning around the first century uh astrology and christianity coincided they were living happily together they didn't mind christians didn't mind if you went and did astrology or were interested in astrology the problem came later on now until the seventh century, um, from the first century until the seventh century, astrology was on and off. At some points, it was banned and prohibited, and at other times, it was uh, it flourished. But at the times that it was prohibited, it was actually came to be known as Chaldean wisdom. So, if you ever hear that term, Chaldean wisdom, it actually means divination using the planets and the stars and um they they used that they used that term between italians or or romans i should say at the time and greeks um because they they were prohibited from actually studying astrology at one time or another now with the rise of christianity and by the time of the 7th century, the act, the Western astrology actually started to decay and the Eastern astrology started to flourish. Because the work of the, the Islamic people, the Arabs that they did, the translations of all that knowledge, again, not only of astrology, but a lot of topics like um, alchemy, mathematics, up. Uh, geometry and uh, physics they translated so many manuscript manuscripts that we were actually to preserve that we were actually able to preserve that knowledge and that's when early christianity comes in because in the beginning as i said they permitted astrology but later on they were damned it as pagan and at the time who wanted to be pagan like pagan was not christian and i'm i'm a christian you know so in the beginning christianity didn't really band astrology but they gave it a really bad reputation bad enough for people not to want to associate themselves with astrology and that's when the arabic translations came in because people started to forget about astrology or burn the books that they had or the knowledge that they had the knowledge was forgotten on the west but in the east it was preserved and um, arabic translations came in the 12th century and helped to inspire the european resistance later on which is amazing to be by the 13th century astrology was used in medical practice guys i'm not even kidding like they use astrology Uh, the doctors the physicians that would come in and and look at you they they had to cast your chart I can't even oh my god I can't even fathom, fathom this I know that this was the birth of medical astrology like we have today but seriously if you have a medical issue go to your doctor don't base it on astrology but back then they did back then the physician had to cast your chart and see what is the right timing if you needed surgery they they had specific dates to do it so they based the the surgeries on the phases of the moon it's insane to me like honestly dude what are you doing that guy needs surgery take him to the er <sighs> So we understand that for physicians to use it, astrology got into Europe and was studied in universities. Um, back then, the universities like consisted of five lessons if you want look it up, but it wasn't like today university that you can go and study something very specific and uh, basically you know get a degree on your subject of choice they had five different subjects that they were studying and that was it and one of them was astrology at some point so remember when i told you that astrology was for the elite and the famous and the the kings and the queens well it, you could not rule around the 13th century without an astrologer by his side you had to know the divine timing and anything and astrologers were the people to tell you when to do what also we don't think about that but usually the mages that um, the uh, castle would have the physician they were usually people that were considered to study magic and these were also the people who were studying astrology and they had knowledge of astrology so they they had a multiple like jobs in one and they weren't just astrologers believe me uh so imagine that the reputation of astrology started to come up again around the 13th century and uh people got a lot more interested in it you can tell me when my crops are going to be good and what it's good to um you know grow in each in each season please tell me more help me make more money so people started getting getting interested in astrology and they started getting their actual birth charts and the, their charts read. so that's when i told you before that at some point that was not what astrology was used for but astrology was changing like the times and it was time for common people to start getting their charts read and um, learning about astrology more. So now we are at the 15th century and Copernicus is around and he discovered uh, alongside with other people that the sun is the center of the universe and that actually didn't change astrology much you would think that it would make more of a wow but nope astrologers just ignored that information for the longest part but a new movement of astrology in brackets started to arise which is the movement of astronomy so more people um, understood or thought that the, um, posi- the the planets don't have anything um to divine to give us but we are interested in just calculating their positions and there was the other movement of astrology that truly believed in the divine powers and, um, and the, the fortune-telling powers of astrology so we have a bit of dividing a division there and uh now we, come, now we come in a time which is very interesting to me in history. Uh, astrology got a great hit in its reputation when it failed um, to predict correctly the events that was going to happen on uh, the year 1524. When a great conjunction, like the one we have now in 2020... Uh, is, was going to happen the conjunction between Jupiter and Saturn. That conjunction at the time happened in Pisces, so astrologers actually predicted that they they're going to have great floods, like the floods Noah kind of apocalyptic kind of uh, floods but that never happened and people actually started losing faith in astrology and with all the new information that just said that you know it's not worth it um if if we looked at this conjunction today we would most probably um say something else we would not really predict great floods but because it's in Pisces we would predict um great insight great intuition um, great connection with the divine in a sense i'm i'm just i don't know exactly in what houses or anything was the conjunction i'm just assuming and and explaining what the difference is that we as modern astrologers i believe we wouldn't really say, oh, great floods will come because of this conjunction, we would have a better understanding for it. But because of this, because of that failed prediction, astrology took a great hit, and its popularity dropped. About the 16th century, astrology was at its peak. But because of the event that we just talked Um, that we just talked about the church also came in uh, and was not really happy with the spiritual thoughts and the spiritual theme that astrology had and they deemed it as demonic as well as pagan and the pope at that time around 1586 uh, issued an edict Damning all magic and divination. So, not just astrology, but also tarot readers, uh, crystal ball, ball readers, intuitives, anything that has to do with divination, anything that had to do with magic was banned. And that happened in 1586. I believe it was around the 1600s when we started having the witch hunts and burnings. So, hmm, interesting thing to think about how those two correlate and how church started burning people for no reason again. But anyway, that's none of my business. Now, do you know Elizabeth I? Yeah, the the, the great queen of England. Well, she used an astrologer to tell her what was the best date for her um, coronation she would not do anything without an astrologer and well it is understandable because a lot of rulers before her used astrologers in their practices so she also continued kind of that tradition and kept an astrologer uh, in by her side Around the renaissance now, uh, people and scientists at the time started to understand that the heavens uh, were subject of change and decay. So they realized that the, the planets didn't move in a fixed positions; they had other orbits. And astrology today and at the time had very fixed positions at least tropical astrology today so they did try at the time to update astrology with without um succeeding really um they failed on that task they didn't really update astrology and that was the time that around the renaissance was the time that the great um division really became apparent and then we had astrology that was something that was magic and we had astronomy which was science so it was the intuitive and the logical part of a whole and they divided into two now in the 17th century we had um, a great astrologer that is very, very well known uh his name is William Lilly and he actually became very known because he predicted the great fire of London. He actually predicted that fire in such a great accuracy that he later on was taken for questioning because they believed that he didn't like he couldn't know all of that um detail if he didn't do it. So he was taken in for questioning, but he was innocent uh, because he actually predicted the fire with astrology. And his reputation was so high that this dude had 2000 clients a year. But after his death, like in the 17th century, things started to decay uh, and astrology kind of lost all its credibility. Uh, astrologers had a bad reputation uh, until the 19th century so it took 200 years again for astrology to gain its reputation back and actually have some stance in in the world like literally they thought it was demonic they thought it was magic they thought it was damned some people used it and they were able to of course predict phenomena but most people were afraid of it like most ways of divination even today so in 19th century what changed well they started studying the occult the rising of the occult in England and in in the Americas um brought back the the curiosity about astrology and the the come on theological studies actually st- came in to play in 1875 so they started they they put astrology again in a box of religion like it was studied like a a religion back then which uh, kind of it was because it was a religion at some point so they 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 actually started studying it in the theological aspect of things and it gained some reputation back so people started to to look at astrology in a different light in a different way which was for me it's great but for the the years to come it actually caused great devastation because in the 1930s nazis made use of astrologers for their own gain and they would hire, um, Hitler would hire astrologers to predict to predict specific dates and the best timing for him to act or make an alliance or, you know, to help him out. And it caused such um, a devastation to the United Nations. They didn't know how to act. They didn't know what to do that they actually hired their own super secret astrologers to help them out and tell them what the Nazi astrologers were telling Hitler. So it was a war between astrologers as well. That's why it's called um the w- a world war. Everybody um everybody was fighting. Anyway, it's not because uh <laughs> I went straight to the Second World War, but in the beginning, astrology um, took a hit when it failed to actually predict the first World War, and um, that's why also people didn't see it coming when Hitler actually used astrology for his own game. And <laughs> it's, it's crazy to me. They, they just um, they just didn't expecting. Astrologers, anybody, didn't expect the First World War. That's that's one of the reasons astrology um, was not really considered um, a trustworthy way of telling the future back then. But um, I believe that the Nazis showed us that that's not true. <laughs> uh, but because astrology was not that common, we had the Great Depression, we had all that war and destruction and death and plague and everything. People really didn't care about astrology at the time. It wasn't until the 1960s actually that they started caring again and the the zodiac columns on magazines started to appear like we know them today and that's when people with the new age and the new age movement people started to go a little bit more into the occults again and into spirituality and studying astrology again that's why we have a lot of amazing astrologers um after the middle of the previous century we we had amazing people come up and sharing their intuition and knowledge with us like it's amazing so honestly we have come into modern era and you can kind of see how astrology had its very lows and its very highs people that you know practiced astrology were uh taken captured and honestly in in the second world war they even put in concentration camps i'm not even kidding um hitler was uh, so um obsessed with astrology i forgot to mention that before that's why i'm mentioning it mentioning it right now hitler was so obsessed with astrology that um he banned any magic or fortune telling from germany and whoever was caught Uh, being an, an astrologer or a fortune teller would be arrested and sent to concentration camps so you don't really think about it but it wasn't just the jews that suffered from concentration camps it wasn't just some people it was anybody that went against hitler's will anybody really it didn't matter who you were Anyway, that was some food to think about. um, but yeah, you can see how astrology had its ups and downs it it at some point became an, a religion and then it became like something you would burn in the steak i hope I hope you enjoy the history as much as i did really i'm I'm a history geek, and I love learning about history. And another topic that I love is astrology. So I thought to actually put these together and create this little podcast for you guys. I honestly tried to put all the information in a very, very condensed form. So it won't really <laughs> tire you. But it, I did try to put as much information in 45 minutes as I could so I really hope you enjoy I hope you have a great great day an awesome weekend we are almost about a little bit less than the hour mark but that just tells me that um I don't know it tells me nothing I maybe did a terrible job I have no idea (laughs) Um, But I will listen this back And see if it's tiring or not And we'll talk later Thank you so so much for joining me me. I really appreciate you Um, Peace, love, prosperity uh, And we'll talk next time Bye